So, apostasy. You don't want to be an apostate, but you know, sometimes you know, I, I, I have never faced persecution. Please God, if I ever do, I hope that I die a good death. Um, but I'm not going to judge any of the apostates because I've never faced what they faced. They will be judged with perfect justice and perfect mercy as each one of us will be. And for my part, I'm holding out for mercy. Okay. <laughs> but here are two principal figures among the apostates. And these are particular villains from our perspective as Christians in view of the, the heroic martyrs. Inoue Masashige was a daimyo, or from a daimyo family. Uh, and he not only became uh, an apostate when the persecution started, he became the principal inquisitor and pursuer of Christians. Um, he is a character in uh, a play by Shusaku Endo called The Golden Country, in which he is, he is the interrogator of, of, the, of the, the protagonist in the, in the play. Uh, and he's, he's, a, he's a very very intelligent, very um, uh, a skilled at breaking. And then there is Cristobal Ferreira, who was a Jesuit, the head of the Jesuit mission in Japan, uh, born in Portugal, uh, came uh, as a Jesuit to, uh, uh, to Japan in 1609, so right at the height of Tokunayasu has started his bakufu, the actual serious persecutions, there were some of them earlier in kind of waves, again, sort of like the Romans, but, uh, but it really didn't get fierce until 1614, uh, 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 when Iyasu just had had it, and, and Japan went and I'll talk about this a little bit later, Japan went completely xenophobe. You're a foreigner, out. If you're, not, if, if you're not out, you're dead. And if you're a Christian, out. And if you're not out, you're dead. So um, he arrives and he ministers for a considerable period of time in hiding uh, to the Japanese Christians. And in 1633, Ferrara was captured and he was tortured for five hours. The particular torture that they used is vicious. Joseph Pierce, uh, a couple of weeks ago, declined to talk about uh, the torture that uh, Christians faced in Elizabethan England. I will talk about what Ferrara faced, because I won't judge him. I'll leave that to God, because I could never face that. They had a torture called the pit. It was a large pit of human excrement, and they would hang you upside down by your ankles over the pit. Well, if you're hanging upside down, we're not meant to do that. We're not bats. And so blood pressure builds pretty quickly in your brain, and you have a stroke or aneurysm or something, and you die. Well, if you die rather quickly, you know, in a few hours, that's not what the torturers want. They want you to linger. And so they would slit your throat just a little bit so that you're dripping blood just to keep the blood pressure down. You got a blistering headache, and you're lasting for days. That's what they did to them. Ferrara suffered the pit for five hours, and he broke. Now, what Ferrara ended up doing was, though after he broke, he became one of the famous fallen priests, and this is what really is inexcusable. Uh, he 
identifies himself as a as a Zen Buddhist. Uh, he you know he marries a Japanese woman. He writes several books, including you know using his intellectual background as a Jesuit. I mean Jesuits. Every Jesuit's got three or four doctorates, right? Um, and and so he writes on on Western science, astronomy, medicine. Um, but he also writes a book about the deception revealed an attack on Christianity. He, uh, he also participated in the interrogation of a number of priests and, uh, and, and, and their torture. And then he was present during the use of the fumia, uh, whereby suspected Christians were ordered to trample on an image of Christ. And he was one of the ones who would judge whether they were authentically uh, abandoning their religion. This is what a fumia looks like. Fubia, literally a stepping on picture. Um, uh, it would be a picture, uh, image of our Lord, and you can see from these fumia, these were used. So you can see the, the image is worn from all the feet that have had to step on the image uh, as people renounced their Lord. Uh, image either of our Lord or of our Lady. Ferrara would be there watching, make sure, checking their outward actions to make sure that that conformed. So those are two of the big apostates. That was one of the options that you had as a Christian was apostasy. They called him the apostate Paul. Second option, outwardly conform, step on the fumier, but inwardly hide your Christian faith and maintain it. All right? And this a lot of Japanese Christians did. We have what are called the kakure christian, the hidden Christians. And these, this Catholic remnant in Japan, they're driven underground um, and became known as the Kagura Christians. And, 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 there, and again, there were some priests who remained in Japan illegally, and Ferraro was one of them for, you know, 20 years, right? Um, and during the Edo period, which is this, this period of the Tokugawa Bakufu, the, who goes from, uh, from 1600 to the mid-1800s, the Kakura Christians, they kept their faith. This is what is remarkable. They kept their faith, even though it was death to be a Christian. Uh, biblical phrases, prayers transferred orally. They taught the faith. They taught the creed. They taught the Our Father. They taught the Hail Mary to their kids and passed it on, parent to child. And then uh, there, were, there were secret posts where their children, where members of the community would be baptized. And, and, you know, and all the while, the regional governments are operating the Fumia to expose Christians, and yet they keep maintaining the faith in hiding while outwardly conforming. They were called hidden Christians because they continued to practice Christianity in secret. They worshipped in secret rooms in private homes, a lot like the English you know, priest holes and so forth, and, and secret chapels. But as time went on, they also adopted, you know, Buddhism in, ja in, ja in Japan is very fluid. And there's a there's a, 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 a number of some sects of Buddhism that have you know favor different bodhisattvas, different uh, kind of Buddhist saints, if you will. Um, and one of them is called Kannon, who is the Bodhisattva of Mercy. And Kannon is often represented as a female figure. So what did they do? Well, they had Madonna and child figures that looked an awful lot like Kannon. And so they could have a figure that would look like Kannon if the pursuivants came by. You know, sure enough, there's our, this, this is our, this is our, our, our Buddhist uh, uh, household shrine, and this is our, you know, this is our Kannon. Um, but sometimes these images were hollow, and inside there might be a crucifix. 
and they passed down the Bible orally. They, you know, retained a lot of prayers, including you know Latin and Portuguese, but made it sound like Buddhist chant as they would re as they would be saying these things. Because a lot of Buddhist chants uh, are Sanskrit that is not related to Japanese, and then it's mispronounced in a Japanese sort of way that no you know classical Indian would ever have understood. Well, the same sort of thing happens with the, with Latin when you. Japanize it, so anyway. Um, here are some more of their hidden images. Now, I don't know if this is uh, particularly a good, here's, you know, here's a, you know, here's Kanmon. And they even have a little snake. Um, and here's another one, and you can't, I mean, you probably can't see it, but it, with the mirror behind it, which wouldn't have been in the, in the Buddhist shrine, uh, in, the, in the household shrine, but with the mirror behind it, you can see there's a crucifix part of it on the back. Okay, so that's an example of what the Kaukara Christians were doing. Now, when the Kaukara Christians, uh, when, when, they, when, when Japan uh, came into the modern world in the, in the 1860s and the missionaries came back, all these Christians come out of the woodwork. And a lot of them, some of them didn't. Some of them did not, uh, um, uh, you know, return to the full communion. They kept their own little weird little uh, groups. But but a lot of them did come into full communion with the Catholic Church, and they already knew their father, they knew their creed, they knew, you know, they, they had kept the faith under brutal persecution for 250 years. Quite remarkable. Outwardly conforming, but maintaining their Christian faith.